The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Glory, glory, glory be to God. Again, I welcome everyone to this service. It's a crossover Sunday service. It's also a communion service. So we'll be partaking of the body and the blood in concert, in unity as a church family this morning. And leveraging the corporate anointing that comes with that, set your faith loose for that. There is nothing wrong with you personally partaking of the communion, but we have access to a stronger power, a stronger grace when we do it together. Glory be to God. It's also the first Sunday in the new month. It was New Year we were celebrating just a few weeks ago. Now we are celebrating New Month. So help me turn to your neighbor, tell them Happy New Month to your left and to your right. Welcome. Prophesy again and pray over them. February will be far better than January. In fact, this month will be your best month to date. Far better than every other month. Put together in the name of Jesus. The Bible says our path shines brighter and brighter. Lay hold on that promise. God can make this month far better than every other month of your life to date. The month David killed Goliath. It was a month far better than every other month of his life put together. The month Joseph entered the palace, it was a month far greater than all, all the months of his life from beginning to that time. That month alone. So I see God giving you that kind of month in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. And we want to begin a new series of teaching today. Um, before I say that, we are still encouraging you to make sure you start your year strong in case you have not started strong. It's either you have started strong or not started strong. There is no complication about it. If you have started strong, continue to go in that strength. That angel told Elisha, eat. Rise and eat. The journey is far. And the Bible said he ate that supernatural meal that God gave him and he went in the strength of that meal for 40 days. There's a word, a revelation, an anointing, a grace that God can give you that will carry you for several days. Start strong. Don't start sluggish. Don't start slow. Don't start sloppy. Don't start stupid. You are not Forrest Gump. Start strong. And if you don't know what to do, go and listen to all the messages we've been preaching from the beginning of the year. The journey is far. The journey is far. The journey for 2018 alone is still far. There are still 11 months. You need to catch a word, a revelation, an insight, an anointing that will carry you for several days. Glory be to God. The window is closing. You can still be saying Happy New Year to people you see, but if in June you are now greeting someone Happy New Year, after you go, they will say, they won't say it to your face, so because they want to be modest. But after you go, I mean, you see someone in you, ah, happy new year. They, 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 they will shake you, and after you go. They will say you have gone mental. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Lift your hands and receive grace to start strong. Someone is not lifting their hands. Your business. Lift your hands. I receive grace to start strong. Hallelujah. So we are starting a new series this morning. Mo um, this, this, this day, February in February, it's a month of excellence in King's Word. We we are called to live excellent lives. Your path is to shine brighter and brighter. And we want to start this series. We've tagged failure proof because your God never fails. Because your Father never fails. God has a capacity of never failing. God has never failed, and He will never fail. And he can share that nature with us. In fact, that's what the new birth is all about. Thanks. Thank you for reminding me. Please, before we go on, if you are on social media, particularly on Facebook, please bring out your phone. Let's share the link. I did that before I came up. I want us to build that culture. One of the revelations that God has given us for this season, and we're going to get into it in the service today, is to be spreading the fragrance of his knowledge. I've talked to you about that during the vigil. Be an evangelist. 
be an evangelist. Stop keeping this good news to yourself. It is robbing you of your wealthy place, in case you don't know. The Bible is a book of secrets. The psalmist told us the secret to him entering his wealthy place in Psalm 66. He told everybody, come and see. And he testified of the goodness of God. So use every means available to you. Social media is one of the things we are doing. And in every service, somebody say every service. We encourage every member. Somebody say every member. Look at your neighbor and say, that includes you. That includes you. If you're on social media, we are starting with Facebook now. As we go on, we'll be introducing the other platforms. We already have other platforms. You'll see that in the announcements. Please share. And I want to encourage you, don't just share post comments. If God did something for you in the service, after the service, go and encourage somebody. Like, share, encourage somebody. Yeah, I do it too. I do it. And I will show you a secret about it again today. Spread the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. And God has given us an opportunity to do that. Praise God. So there's free Wi-Fi. Just check the details on the screen. Carries guests. So even if you don't have data on your phone, you can connect. It's just going to be on for a few minutes. We don't want you to start browsing while I'm preaching. So that we turn it off in about five minutes. And please, media always do that. Don't leave it on for more than five minutes. So that nobody, someone is chatting or doing something else. While the word of God is going on. That's not our objective. We are not trying to distract you. Hallelujah. And if you are not on social media, I want to encourage you to consider getting on social media. You are in the 21st century for crying out loud. Amen. Somebody shout failure proof. Say with me, my marriage failure proof. My career failure proof. My health failure proof. My courtship failure proof. My relationships failure proof. My ministry failure proof. My academics failure proof. Come on, shout out loud. Every aspect of my life covered from failure, shielded from failure. A thousand may fall at my side, 10,000 at my right hand. Let me hear you declare out loud I am covered. Failure proof. My life failure proof. Glory be to God. And that's what we want to talk about for the next few weeks. And specifically, we want to focus on our courtships, our marriages, and our finances. Glory be to God. We are having a special seminar on the 17th, Saturday the 17th. And we want to invite every member of this church, look at your neighbor and tell him, oh, that includes you, to come for that seminar. God spoke to me, marriages are under attack in your generation. The divorce rates are alarming. The people that are unhappy in their marriages is, is threatening. And God didn't design it that way. God designed it to be better. They have a better reward for their labor. He designed it to be better, not to be worse. So we're having a seminar. We've divided this, four in, this church into four categories now. You belong in one of them. You are either single, that's the first category, or you are a matured single. In other words, maybe you're, you're a bit of age, ordinarily speaking, you ought to be married, or maybe you've been married before a complication arose on things like that, or maybe if you are now divorced, or your husband, you're a widow or a widower, and later, you are a matured single. Number three is um, in courtship. So you found someone you want to marry and you are serious or so not boyfriend, girlfriend. Mm. If you are still boyfriending, girlfriending, and you are, you are in the single camp, can I hear a loud amen? God told me, take marriage seriously. That, that's why it's failing. Many people don't take it seriously. They think it's a joke. And that's why Satan is entering and scattering everybody's life. Don't touch you in Jesus' name. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand. Your own marriage will not crash. If, and if you are not married, as a single person, your life will not crash. It doesn't have to be. That you are not married doesn't mean you should be depressed and unhappy with your life. No. No. 
Glory be to God. I said no. So, single, matured single, um, in courtship. You're about to get married. You found the person and two of you are serious. Then married. It's going to be one seminar. Everybody will have two general sessions and we're going to have breakout sessions. You need to know what to do if you're in any of these categories. Enjoy your life. Maximize what God has made available for you. Oh, Saturday the 17th, note that the singles gig we hold, Sunday the 11th, the couples gig we hold the Sunday after. Glory be to God. So we want to focus on marriages, courtship, by extension, singleness as well, and of course our finances. Second Corinthians 2.14, let's get into the word this morning. Father, send your word to us, open the eyes of our understanding. Help us to examine ourselves, even in these things we are talking about, so that we can come to the fullness of what you have in store for us. That great flight and that elevated position that you have called us to walk into this year and beyond. Thank you, because as your word comes, we are pushed into that realm, propelled into that realm, transported into that realm, all for the glory of your name, in Jesus' name. 2 Corinthians 2.14, now, thanks be to God, who always leads us in triumph in Christ. And that's where we want to start from. If you are in Christ, let me hear somebody shout, I'm in Christ. And you're either in Christ or not in Christ. That's why he told us to examine ourselves. And that's 2 Corinthians 13, 5. He said, examine yourselves. Don't you know that Christ is in you? If you are in Christ, certain things should be happening. And if they are not happening, the problem is not with God. The problem is not with your president. Or the economy or everything. That's the beautiful thing about this being in Christ. God has watched this carefully. It's what we talked about in the vigil on Friday. What I'm session with you. God has done something marvelous for the human family. He has put everything and anything you will ever need in one person. His name is Jesus Christ. And the moment you accept him, your success in life, your victory in life, your progress in life, doesn't depend on anything else anymore. Doesn't depend on it. It doesn't even depend on you. So that you have weaknesses is now irrelevant. What matters most is Christ. That you are young is irrelevant. That you are old is irrelevant. That you are weak is irrelevant. That you have failed before is now irrelevant. God has put everything, packaged everything in Christ for you. And what you need to do is first of all to accept Christ if you have not accepted him. And if you have accepted him, learn to walk in him. And allow him walk in you. Everything you need is inside that person called Jesus. So it doesn't matter whether Donald Trump is the president of the world, if you don't like Donald Trump. Or whether Buhari is the president of... It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whether you are living in an economy that is depressed, there's no light, there's no... Mm. Now, if you allow that to cloud your judgment and you buy into the lie that it's because Nigeria is underdeveloped, that's why you are broke, then your business. You are just believing a lie. We are not saying Nigeria may not have challenges. Or the world may not have challenges. You will see that in a minute. What matters is whether Christ is in you and you are in Christ. Thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ. Always. As long as I am in Christ, triumph is forever guaranteed. The only time failure can come is when I step out of Christ. That's the only time you can fail. Or that's the only time you run the risk of failure. So the first thing I want to say this morning, right off the bat, is this. Triumph, victory, overcoming, success, excellence is wired inside our DNA. Wired inside my DNA. It is not a function of what's happening. It's who I am. 
There is no economy that can get so terrible or so bad that I will stop becoming a man. My masculinity is wired inside the way God created me. You can't get so broke that before the poverty came, you were a woman. And after the poverty finished with you, you now became a man. <laughs> that poverty is serious. It changed my gender. <laughs> I'm telling you. I've never seen this kind of recession before. I mean, there have been recession. No, this one I'm telling you about, people's gender changed. Now, recession came. Some people, where they live may change. The car they drive may change. The money they have may change. The quality of life they live may change. But that somebody's gender changed. Uh -uh. There is no sickness that can come that will change your gender. Ah! <laughs> it was cancer before that we are afraid of. Now, there's another disease in town. By the time this thing slaps you, you were a man before the slap. After a slap, you became a woman. It can't happen. Doesn't matter how terrible it gets. And that's what God has done for us. He has wired victory inside our DNA. It's now a matter of nature. Glory be to God. It's now a matter of what? It's now a matter of nature. 1 Corinthians 15, 57, thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. The day you make up your mind to make Jesus your Lord and Savior, that's the day your nature changed. And one of the things that was changed in your nature is that from failure, you became a success. It's now a nature thing. Glory be to God. Tell somebody beside you, it's part of my nature. It's part of my nature. I, I can't help myself. I, I just have to succeed. Please renew your mind with this revelation. It has nothing to do with what is happening outside of me. It has everything to do with what is happening inside of me. And as long as I'm in Christ, and Christ is in me, the capacity to ever succeed is there. I may have challenges, though. I may have to go through some storms. Glory be to God. I may have some tough seasons. But what it takes to win is there. What it takes to be a man is inside. I don't, it's not a prayer point. I don't pray, God, make me a man. Make me a man. Make me a man. No. When you start praying that prayer, even if I agree with you, after you turn back, I will do this. Kolo. What's going wrong with your thinking, sir? No. It's our nature. First John 5, 4. For whatever is born of God, is somebody born of God in this house, overcomes the world. Hallelujah. If you are born again, you are an overcomer. You have the victory. You are always led in triumph. Hallelujah. And this is why John 16, 33. This is why you overcame the world. He said, whatsoever is born of First John 5, 4 again, whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. This is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. John 16, 33. These things, Jesus speaking, I have spoken to you that in me. So you put your faith in him. Glory be to God. That's how you get victory. You keep your eyes on Jesus. In me, you may have peace. In the world, you will have tribulation. So when we are talking failure proof, we are not saying challenge proof. We are not saying difficulty proof. No, there will be challenges. There will be difficulties. There will be tribulation. We are not saying tribulation proof. Sometimes people are hearing what we are not saying. Or they are misconstruing what we are not saying. Or misconstruing what we are saying. So God comes to your church and says, I will fix everybody's financial challenges. And if you have a bill you can't pay, talk to your pastor. Someone now takes that to mean that, hey, that means church is going to be paying all my bills for me. No! That's not the intention. Don't hear what God is not saying. You will end up in error. hear what God is not saying. In fact, if you hear it correctly, what God is saying, wow, I'm not going to help you. And you should now rise up and take personal responsibility for your life. And do what you need to do. If you don't know what you need to do, let the pastor counsel you. And you know the backing of God is there. 
not you now start, hey, 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 it doesn't matter. I will just leave anyhow. Then when the time comes, I will just send the bill to church. It can't work. You know that one already. And that's not the intention of God. Hallelujah. God here by telling you, I have overcome the world. He's not saying that you will not have challenges. So I've told you before, when challenges come, learn to say welcome. Don't start because you have challenges, maritally, or in your health, or your finances, you are now crying. Mm-mm. This is the victory of faith. Once faith is taken out of the equation, that nature, though it's inside of you, cannot manifest. In the world, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So, because he has overcome, when we put our faith in him, when we put our trust in him, when we put our confidence in him, his nature is already imparted to us, that nature begins to express itself. It's a nature thing. Victory. Success. Excellence. Excellence is getting better and better. Your 2018 is far better compared to your 2015. You are making progress. You are not regressing. And you are not on the same spot. That whole provision is a matter of new birth. Divine nature. And all you just need to do is to learn how to work with it. Now, God gave me this analogy to share with us. And I know I've already used a couple of other analogies. So add this one to the other ones I've said. Can a car drive, all things being equal? A car. Many of you drove to church this morning. Can a car drive? Talk to me, somebody. In the, in the, in the way a car is wired, and when I say drive, I mean move you from one destination to another. The way a car is built, the way a car is wired, the way a car is configured, can it do that? That's what it was made to do. Now, question two. Have you seen cars that don't move? That car has just been parked at the estate gate for the last two years, rotting away. Have you seen them before? When you see that, what does it communicate to you? You don't say it is not a car. It's a car. Am I right? But there's a problem with the car. It may be an engine problem. Some Christians have engine problem. It may be a tire problem. It can be that simple. The tire is just flat, and the guy is ignorant about putting air inside the tire. Some people have flat tire problem. It may be a battery problem. Engine is intact. Tire is intact. Some people have battery problem. It may be a driver problem. Everything is working, no? But there's no driver. So the car is not moving. Examine yourself. Don't you know that Christ is in you? And if Christ is in you, the nature to be victorious is in you. So why are you not victorious? You tell me. Is it an engine problem? Is it a tire problem? Is it a driver problem? Is it a battery problem? Is it an engine oil problem? You know, sometimes the problem is not the engine, it's the engine oil. Something is wrong. And we don't start blaming God. Hey, that guy is not moving. That guy is not moving. You don't even blame the mechanic. Talk to me, somebody. Jesus will tell them one day, if you can design this, the weather, you can look natural, you can see, ah, it's going to rain today. Or Google will tell it's going to rain. And you're telling me you can't discern spiritual things. You're not serious. So you can look at a car that is not moving and you, you don't start blaming Toyota. Ah, it's Toyota's problem. Oh, the car is not moving. Or the mechanic. By Toyota, I mean God, the creator of the car. By mechanic, I mean the pastor. Some people are trying to blame pastor for the problem. It is not a pastor's problem. Examine the car. Check whether the engine is okay. Check whether there's a driver. Check the battery. Check the oil. Check the tire. If all things are the car, we move, sir. The, why? The car is wired to move. Wired to move. That's how they built it. If it's not moving, examine what the problem is. Glory be to God. Are we together? Look at this lovely text again. Say with me, I'm wired for victory. I'm wired for success. Maritally, I am wired for success. And marriage cannot fail. Financially, I'm wired for success. 
in my singleness or singlehood or single, whichever one you want to use. I'm not here to speak English. In my, I am wired to succeed. Hallelujah. Wired to succeed. First John chapter 4. You are of God. So watch this. This scripture tells you is not a demonic problem. When some people are going to say it's the devil. No, it's not the devil, sir. It's not the devil. Now, the devil may have attacked you, but the reason why your car is not moving is not the devil. God told me that you are the one that is allowing the devil. He told me that several years ago. Look at this text. And if you read it, it was talking about evil spirits. The context is demonic spirits, Satan and all his courts. He says, you are of God, little children, and you have overcome them. The them there is talking about the devil and evil spirits. You have overcome the devil. You have overcome them. How do I know you have overcome them? Because he who is in you, Christ in you, the Holy Ghost in you, is greater than he that is in the world. He that is in the world is referring to the devil. It's not the devil. Examine yourself. You are wired for success. The devil may have attacked you and he may have even gained an inroad and he has grounded your car, but it's not him. God has put what it takes to overcome the evil world inside of you. It's there. You may not know it, but it's there. Can I hear a loud amen? Let me give you one more along these lines. Romans 8, 37. Some people try to blame their circumstances. Hey, it's the Nigerian economy. Hey, it's the recession. Hey, it's the famine. Hey, it's my family background. Hey, it's because I don't have an education. No! And that's what Paul was dealing with here. In all these things, the poverty that is against us, the famine that is against us, the peril that is against us, the sword that is against us, in all these things, the angels that are against us, the demons that are against us, in all these things, we are more than conquerors. Through him that loved us. It's him. It's him. In Christ. Once your eyes are on the right person, my friend, you'll be fine. Praise God. Christ in me. That's the key. That's why my marriage will work. Christ in me. That's why this courtship will work. Christ is inside. Christ-centered. It will work. That's why, look, financially we may be broken down now. Like, have you seen a car that was broken down? Then a mechanic now comes, and I, I believe that's what God is helping me to do this with us this month. I'm a mechanic. Ah, it's the battery. The moment you change that battery, the car starts moving. Glory be to God. Ah, it's the tire. The moment you change the tire, the car starts moving. Ah, this one. Ah, ah. In fact, when the, when the mechanic came, he looked at the guy. You do need a mechanic for this one. What's the problem, sir? There's no driver. That's why the car is not moving. No driver. <laughs> no driver. <laughs> You just, you just get a driver. Ah, I don't know how to drive. There's the solution for that one. Driving school. Talk to me, somebody. The engine is fine. The tire is fine. The is, ah, why is it not moving? No driver. It's that simple. No driver. They are still working on the cars that can drive themselves. But as of today, for this vehicle to move, somebody must be in the driving seat. Can I hear loud man? That's what, that's what we want to do. And as we are giving you the diagnosis, you examine yourself. That's what God told us this year. Don't tell me you prayed and God did not answer. Don't tell me you sowed a seed and God did not give a harvest. Examine yourself. Don't depress yourself. Oh. Check what it is that is not making that vehicle move. It may be a combination of things. Ah, this one, the body as it has been down for 10 years. So we have to even do body work on this one. Ah, we need a new engine. We need a new chassis. Pastor Shola will give me some tips on other things we need to talk about. I think it will be my co-preacher in this summer. This series. <laughs> Diagnose the problem and deal with it. So what I want to share is how to failure-proof your life. And specifically, all through this month, this month of February, as we are talking about excellence, 
You also want to focus on your marriage. You can do other things. So three areas. Focus on your courtship. If you are in courtship. And everybody focus on your finances. You can do it. So if you are a single person, focus on how you are handling your life. Lift your hands this morning. And pray to your father. Say Holy Spirit. Now before you pray, listen to what God told us again. When I give a word. My primary focus is not to the 99 righteous that don't need repentance. My primary focus is that one sinner in their midst. When I came, I wasn't sent to everybody. I was sent primary. This anointing I'm carrying, this wisdom I'm carrying, this revelation I'm carrying, this power I'm carrying, it is primarily for the lordship of the house of king's world. The people that are in the church that are lost, that should not be lost. Primarily. He said it's not me to take the children's bread and give it to the dogs. Let's feed the children first. They that are whole don't need a physician. When I'm talking healing, failure-proof marriage, I'm not primarily talking to people that their marriages are going fine. Talk to me, somebody. I'm talking to that poor couple that are struggling in them. Primarily, I have seen their hearts cry. I have seen the pain they are going through. And I'm now sending my word to heal them and to deliver them of their affliction. Don't be dodging when we are talking about you. And many people do that in church. Call a meeting that is addressing your situation. You will now travel to Ibadan that week. That's Forrest Gump. Cancel that Ibadan meeting. Go to Ibadu another day. Receive what the Father is sending your way. Glory be to God. I've been pastoring for 20 years. I know what I'm talking about. More importantly, I know what God told me. I know what God told me. Lift your hands to heaven. Say with me, Heavenly Father, everything I need to understand and to hear, particularly for the areas of my life where it looks like, feels like, seems like I am failing. Lord, help me this month to hear what I need to hear, to see what I need to see, to understand what I need to understand, and above all, to do it so that I can come out and come into what you have, what you have prepared for me. In the name of Jesus. Take one minute, talk to God sincerely from the depth of your heart. I think there are many insincere people in church at times. I think so. I may be wrong, but I think so. And I also think there are many insecure people. Talk to the Father. Recognize that God wants to help you right now. Help you. You don't have to fail. That marriage doesn't have to fail. Or let me say it this way. Maritally, you don't have to fail. Your career doesn't have to fail. Financially, you don't have to fail. You don't have to be struggling. There's a way to live a failure-proof life. Glory be to God. It's only Pastor Yinka's voice I'm hearing, you know. So, I'm, I'm, it's only Pastor Yinka's voice I'm hearing. Take a minute. Talk to God. Talk to God. Lord, help me. You may be doing well in nine areas of your life and you're struggling in one area. God wants to show you how to have victory in that area. And to failure-proof that area. Some of you may have five areas that everything is going fine. Four areas that things are not going fine. Ask God to help you in those areas as well. Failure-proof your life. Come on, one more minute. Talk to him. Talk to him. Talk to him. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Let's start from 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 5. I'm just going to use five, six minutes or maybe or so to quickly wrap this up. If these things, verse 8, and Paul listed a number of things. I want you to focus on this, this word, these things. If you start reading from verse 5, it started with faith. Then it said many other things. So the, the text, I won't have time to go through the text with you. You can do that when you get home. The text is from verses 5 to 11. I want to focus on just verses 8 to 10. If these things are yours. So if these things are yours, you have taken it as your personal property, your own personal revelation. 
It's not that these things are what they preach in my church. Uh -uh. That's how some of you are living. Ah, that's what they pre we pray in tongues in my church. He's praying in tongues your personal property. Ah, in my church we fast. He's fasting your personal property. If they are yours, not just yours, and abound. So the way you are praying in tongues today is not the way you are praying in tongues three years ago. You are growing in it. We are showing you how to failure proof your life. Number one, the things that we are talking must be your own. So even if Pastor T stops doing them, you, you are still doing them. Have you had Christians ah, because that man of God failed, they too they fail. What is your business with the man of God? That means it was never your property. If these things are yours and are bound, you are not remaining on the same spot with your revelation you have. You will neither be barren nor fruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, as you are knowing God, as you are looking unto Jesus, as you are walking with Jesus, you will keep bearing fruit. You will keep bearing fruit. Verse 9. But he who lacks these things, again, my emphasis are these things. So there's a distance mentioned in verse 8. There's a distance mentioned in verse 9. He who lacks these things, or he whose these things are not his own, or is not abounding in them, watch what happens to that one. He is short-sighted, even to blindness, and we are talking spiritually here, not physically. And he has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins. He has forgotten his nature. He doesn't even remember anymore that he's wired for success. So verse 10, he now admonished us, therefore brethren and sistren, if I may add, before someone thinks we are not talking to you now. Praise God. Be more diligent. I have many fine prints here. Yours is a fine print in my notes. More is a fine print in my notes. So don't just be diligent. Be more diligent. Don't do 2017 diligence in 2018. Help me tap someone to your left and to your right and say, start strong, start strong, start strong. Fine prints. Be more diligent. To make your calling and election sure. This new life we have called you into. This life of always being led in triumph. This life of being more than a conqueror. It's a calling. This life of overcoming the world. Be more diligent to make it sure. That's what Jabez did. He realized he had a covenant of blessing. He had a covenant of enlargement. But it wasn't happening. So he said, bless me indeed. Don't let these things just remain in the pages of my Bible. I need it in my life, sir. Hallelujah. Be more diligent to do what? Huh? Make your calling and election sure. Am I the only one reading here? See, my iPad went off. So, I'm not hearing anybody's voice. Okay, I'm back. Be more diligent to make your calling and election sure. Watch, watch. This is where we are going. If, let me even... I like that if. I didn't make that one. See, I'm pausing to me too. I'm learning as we are doing it. When you see ifs in the Bible, be very careful with them. If you do these things, these things in verse 8, these things in verse 9, these things in verse 10, if you do these things, you will never stumble. KJV says you will never fall. In other words, you will never fail. You have the capacity. But just like a car can be permanently parked on one spot forever because certain things are not being done. A believer, hey, let me come to where you are. A king's word believer. Let me even go beyond that. A king's word director of operations, Papa. His life can just park somewhere. Even though he's wired for success. Am I talking to someone this morning? So what are these things we need to do? And I have just three more minutes, so I'll just mention them. Nothing new that you've not had before. We'll continue on Wednesday and next Sunday. Number one, live by the word. Number two, walk in love. Number three, factor in the cross and the blood. Mention 18 or 2 about the three of them. And then I need to close. We have our still worship and leadership meeting today. So we have a lot of other things to do. We're also welcoming um, a special set of people today. 
Say with me, number one, live by the word. And I'm limiting to just three because of time. In your marriage, live by the word. Number two, walk in God's love. Number three, factor in. What do I mean factor in? Consider, apply, bring it into the picture. The cross and the blood. Matthew 7, Jesus taught us from verse 27 to uh, 24 to 27. Whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, does them, does them, does them. Not the person that hears and forgets, does them. He said, he's like a man that beats us on the rock. Challenges of life came, the house stood. The house did not fall. Paul said, Peter said, you will never fall. He said, there's somebody else that he had but didn't do them. He's like someone that is building on sand. Some marriages are built on sand. Some courtships are built on sand. Some finances are built on sand. So when recession hits, they crash. What, where are they missing it? They have not heard the word of God on marriage. Or they have heard and they are not doing it. They have not heard the word of God on finances. Live by the word. Psalm 1 verse 3. Blessed is the man that lives by the word. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Whatever he does shall prosper. Joshua 1.8 This book of the law shall not be part of your mouth. As you observe to do, you will have good success. Say so you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. Tap your neighbor to your left and to your right. Live by the word. They are telling you how to make your life failure proof. Number two, walk in love. This one is so straightforward. It takes the devil to misunderstand it. First Corinthians 13 and 8. Love. From verses 4 to 7, it tells you the attributes of love. Then in verse 8, now it tells you, love never fails. That's failure proof there. Put it up on the screen so somebody will not see they didn't see it. Told you what love is from verse 4 to 7. His love is patient. Learn to live a patient life. Talked about that on Friday. Love is kind. Told you what love is. They now said, these things I've said, they never fail. Walk in God's love. Walk in God's love. Don't live life anyhow. Don't conduct your marriage anyhow. You are running a risk of failure. Don't handle your finances anyhow. You are running a risk that when the session comes, you will end up broke. Live by the word. Walk in love. These things are not difficult, so they only require compliance. That's one word that is big in my spirit this season as well. Particularly among leaders and pastors. Somebody say compliance. Compliance. Last week, God told me, this August will be the seventh year I made you director of operations. Seventh year. said, there are some things I'm expecting. And then he said, something about compliance. I said, there are some things you've been teaching and some people are not listening. Start telling them about compliance. Comply. Glory to God. Let's close. The last one. Factor in the cross. Factor in the blood of Jesus. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 55. Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, hate, where is your victory? Paul was talking. Then he made this statement. The sting of sin is death. Look, the biggest failure is death. Death has 100% result with humanity. 100%. If you read the entire Bible, you can only count two or three people that did not face death. Jesus, in fact, Jesus died itself. Jesus is not even on the list. Can you see it's that bad? Jesus didn't make the list. Praise God. Elijah, um, Enoch, and some other key people like that. That is 99.9999999% of human beings. It's very effective. <laughs> very, very effective. I mean, he took Jesus down himself. Jesus had to die. But watch the mystery here. The sting of death is sin. The strength of sin is in the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory. Victory over what? Over death. Through our Lord Jesus Christ. What Satan didn't know is that by killing Jesus, he wasn't really killing Jesus. It was just a way for Jesus to enter into his headquarters and to destroy what he has used to keep men as slaves and failures 
And that is how Jesus now obtained victory for everyone that will believe in him. And that's what the cross and the blood are all about. Look at what he said in verse 22. It's first when an amazing chapter of the Bible. And Paul was, he wrote that chapter when he got feedback that many Christians were being depressed, that their loved ones were dying. Ah, after all, you people said Jesus is coming soon. So that's when God gave him the revelation here. That no, it's not about time, it's about Christ. It's not about time, it's about Christ. Or Christ is the clock. What matters is if you are in Christ. So even if you die physically and Christ hasn't come, you are still in victory. If you are in Christ. Glory be to God. So he wrote that to comfort them. Look at what he said in verse 22. But now Christ is risen. Factor that into your marriage. Factor that into your relationship. Factor that into your finances. I will show you how in a minute. Christ is risen from the dead. And he has become the first fruit. Oh, I wish I had time, but I can't talk about that one now. Of those who are falling asleep. So he called Jesus a first fruit. Verse 21. Since by man death came, by man also victory or resurrection from the dead is available. Glory be to God. Verse 22, look at it, it's lovely. For as in Adam all die, all fail, so also, or even so, in Christ, all shall be made alive, or all shall be made victorious. Christ is what matters. If you have Christ, even over death, you have victory. So what is money? What is marriage? What is relationship? What is career? We have victory over them as well. Can I hear a loud amen? Glory be to God. Rise on your feet. Pastors, please come to the communion table. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, please open up to that past um, scripture. 1 Corinthians 11, and specifically I think from verse 26. Shandabu Sakaya la Plakat. Shout with me, Christ is my victory. On Friday, we said Christ is our time. It's our set time. Now we are declaring to you, Christ is your what? This is how you live a failure-proof life. Number one, live your, learn to live based on the word. Number two, learn to walk in the love of God. That God loves you. And all the character and attributes of that love. And number three, learn to factor in the blood. So he told us there, 1 Corinthians 11.26, As often as you eat the bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death. Hallelujah. You proclaim the Lord's death. What did he just tell us? That through his death we have victory. Through his death we have victory. This is it. I will tell you one thing the devil is afraid of. You are the one that is allowing the devil to. He's afraid of the blood. If your life factors or covered by the blood, there's no way you can fail. That marriage that is covered by the blood cannot fail. Finances that are covered by the blood cannot fail. Later on, Paul told them that many of you are sick. Many of you are weak. Many of you have even died. And it's because of the way you are handling the blood. They are not treating the blood with respect. And we can study what they were doing in that church there. So this is how you live in victory all the time, by the word. You can't fail if your house is standing on the word. If your marriage is on the word, it can't. Say the wind blew, the storm came, the floods came, but the house stood. Hallelujah. You can't fail if you are walking in love. God is love. Love never fails. And they tell us the attributes of God. So before you say, am, am I God? Yeah, you are God, oh. Sir, you are God. You are born of God. You have capacity for patience. You have capacity for kindness. You have capacity, all those things, it, it is there. Verses 4 to 7. It's not rocket science. It just requires compliance. And ultimately, you have the blood. You have the blood. You have the blood. Glory be to God. Factor the blood into your marriage. Are you with me this morning? Leave those hands to heaven. Begin to talk to your father. 
and I hope you were able to examine, examine yourself as we shared. So the adjustments you need to make, adjust them. Somebody go and buy your spare tire now. That's why your car is not moving. There was no spare tire. Or go and pump air inside your tire. Somebody, your battery needs water. So go and put water inside your battery. That car will start moving. Somebody, your engine has knocked. Take it to a mechanic. Let's fix the engine. I think that one is the word part. The engine is the word part. Somebody, nobody is driving the car. That's why the car is not moving. You are not driving your life. Just ask God for grace. Come on, talk to him. Father, we consecrate these elements as the body and the blood of Jesus. The power for victory that resides in there. The same power that raises us from the dead. Lord, for every one of us in this service and everyone watching by live stream, everyone that is a part of this meeting, let that power that brings victory, let it be activated for us. And let every trace of failure disappear from our lives. We cover our marriages by the blood of Jesus. We cover our courtships by the blood of Jesus. We cover our children by the blood of Jesus. Our academics, our careers, our finances, every aspect of our lives. Failure proof. Failure proof by the blood of the Lamb. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through the blood. We give you the praise. We give you the glory. In the name of Jesus. Come in faith. Come praying. Come worshiping. As often as you take this bread and drink this blood, you proclaim the victory that Jesus has obtained for you through his death and his resurrection. Take it in faith. Worship him. I see the hand of God coming upon you mightily. And you will not leave this service the same way you came. Please follow the directions of the ushers. Let's do this very, very quickly. And let's partake of all that God has in store for us today. Come in faith. Come in faith. Come in faith. Come believe it. Connect. Connect. Put your eyes on Jesus. Put your focus on Jesus. A miracle is happening for you right now. There's victory in the word. There's victory in the love of the Father. And there's victory in the blood of Jesus. Oh, the preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station. First Bank Bus Stop of Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234-810-00-00640.